0: Welcome back to part four of Full Tilt Malone. Well, here we are. Malone has rallied the workers of cremation as they prepare for the final showdown with Atlantis War Medal and his mercenary army. Tallulah, having learned the terrible truth about her family, has set out to reunite with her husband. The stage is set, and not everyone is going to make it out alive. Thus begins the conclusion of my sordid tale. Malone, Heavens to Betsy, and Looky Lou stood on the roof of Hell's Bells looking out at the War Metal Express approaching in the distance. Men took up positions throughout the town and waited in silence. Fifteen of Betsy's girls stood armed behind Malone as the express ground to a halt a half mile from town.
1: What are they waiting for?
2: Why don't they come? Cowards! Places, people! And Lou, break a leg.
3: I break a hundred legs!
2: Betsy, you girls don't have to stick around for this.
3: We are no strangers to the violence of men. I dare say some of the girls are looking for a bit of a role reversal.
0: I do believe you gals will get your chance. Men poured from the War Metal Express and fanned out on either side as they offloaded cannons. Showtime! War Metal stood beside Effigy atop the engine of the Express. Batteries are in place. What are your orders?
3: Erin, go boom! All right, they've had enough.
0: War Metal surveyed the carnage through his looking glass.
3: Send in the Swede.
0: A hulking blond Adonis, known simply as the Swede, stepped off the train.
3: Yes, the Swede should do just nicely.
0: The Swede walked into the town square carrying a white flag.
2: People have cremation. Our benevolent benefactor is not entirely unreasonable. Throw down your arms and turn over the Irishman known as Malone. Not only will the town be spared, you will flourish
0: under the full support of the War Metal Corporation. Malone, with pistols drawn, and Betsy clutching a sawed-off shotgun, crouched in the stairwell of Hell's Bells.
2: Damn. Have faith in the men. They are with you. Yeah, I'll bet. It's in their pillow talk. Come again? Where there used to be fear and private weeping, now the men speak only of you. Of hope? The men talk about me after sex?
3: Better than before, isn't it?
0: I guess. Standing defiantly before the rebelling rail workers, the Swede tossed down his white flag.
2: This is your last chance, cremation. Turn over the mick or perish. I assure you the choice is yours.
0: Lookie Lou, fearing his filthy band of criminal labourers, may be susceptible to taking self-serving deals scaled the reconstructed water tower, and shoved the gatling gunner aside. Screw you, Norseman!
3: The white devil belongs to us!
0: Top the War Metal Express, effigy lowered his spyglass.
3: Well, that went well. Insolent bastards! Level the town!
0: Malone ran out into the town square.
3: Lou,
2: focus on the troops. Soften them up before they reach the town. Betsy, keep the girls inside until they're in the streets. The rest of you Malone! No!
0: Malone turned to see Tallulah, Porter, Grendel, and Sox crossing the square. My love! Malone raced toward her as shells landed all around them, decimating the town. They embraced in the center of the town square. I thought you'd be done with me. I
2: thought you'd left me. Oh dear, you know I never could. Come on,
0: you picked a hell of a day to visit. Back on the train, Effigy shoved the spyglass into War chest. Mr. War it's the girls. They're in the town.
3: What? Let me see. That Jezebel!
2: Hold your fire!
3: No! The ingrates want to die in the starchy embrace of that potato eater. Then die they shall. Damn it, Atlantis, they're your daughters! Yes, they are my daughters to do with as I please. No corner! What have I done? Let's not get sentimental about them now. We both know what choice you made all those years ago. That was my choice. But what I cannot abide is what I've done to my sweet Brynn. And for what? To have her sisters married before me? You forget yourself, effigy.
0: I own you. Perhaps once but never again, fiend. Uh, Effigy dropped down between train cars. Warman looked down, but saw nothing. Other soldiers searching under the train could only shrug their shoulders after a quick search.
3: Bring me his eye.
0: The two forces clashed in the streets as the shooting quickly devolved into hand-to-hand combat with fighters on both sides using rifles more as clubs. Behind an overturned cart, Malone huddled with Tallulah, Porter, Grundle and Socks. Get Tallulah to the bells.
3: Malone, you don't have to fight anymore. I am here.
0: Ah, oh, but love, don't you see?
2: That's why I must fight harder than I've ever fought before. Porter, get her to safety. You can't go back out there by yourself. Not alone. Never alone. Socks. Wait for me, dear. I always do. Hey, Socks, was it? Did you know how to use that thing? No, <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> Socks! Wait, come back! Who the hell is Lewis?
0: Deadly efficient was Sox as she dished out hellfire with every pull of the trigger. Malone followed close by with dual pistols, picking off the sorry saps that didn't know that when Sox kills you, you stay killed. In the fury of their rampage, Malone and his lethal sister-in-law found themselves in a dead-end alley, cut off by a contingent of War Metal's men.
2: This is Father Swede!
0: Uh-oh when the smoke cleared Malone found himself grateful to be alive and even more grateful that at the end of the alley now stood Betsy and her gals the war middle contingent lying in a heap at their feet uh, Betsy you're supposed to be at the Bells
1: we're not just a bunch of helpless
2: whores if this town falls there won't be a Bells to go back to but Tallulah's back there
0: Hell's bells has been shelled, and the upper floor has begun to burn. Porter signaled that they ought to leave.
1: Malone told us to wait.
0: No one is going anywhere. Brynn limped in from the shadows, filthy and disheveled, in her funeral gown and holding her derringer. Smoke seeped through
3: the boards above them. It is the fate of all war metal girls to die alone. This is as good of a time as any to fulfill our destiny. Grundle, show our sister... To a seat. Grundle? Oh, very well. No! Sister, you, you shot Grundle. What have you done? There is no such destiny for us. There are only father's lies. Malone is no different than my effigy. They all leave, sister. Sooner or later, they all leave. And then we burn. Ah. Effigy slipped out from behind a burning
0: piano and grabbed Brynn. Save yourselves! Release me!
1: You?
2: I've done this
0: to her, but there is still time for you. Get her out of here, mailman! Porter and Tallulah escaped, dragging Grundle behind them as Brynn broke free and found herself face to face with her long-lost effigy. My sweet, what madness could have led me to wound you so? Well, there you are. Bryn War Medal, and Effigy Burns shared a long overdue embrace as Hell's Bell's came crashing down them. <laughs> Porter and Tallulah lay grundled down in the town square as Malone, Betsy, and the girls rushed over. The reunion was short-lived. As they became surrounded by overwhelming numbers of War Metal's men.
3: I fear we've reached the end, husband.
2: Just look at me, Tulula. Look only at me. It will all be over soon. I love you.
0: War Metal's men steadied their aim as Porter, Betsy, and the girls circled up and aimed back. But before the first shot was fired, a bittersweet ballad trickled from Grundle's lips. The troops tried to maintain their focus but tears formed in many an eye. Rifles began to lower as the sweet melody weakened them.
1: Hear my words, we have no choice. The words still turns, we
2: Jesus wept. It's heavenly.
3: See, sister. Shit.
1: This is my voice. I share it one last time. The last thing that is mine. Release it to the sky. Choice. time will fly, and we all will die, leave nothing but our words. just listen to the birds, it's beautiful, oh, God. why did she have to die, oh, this always knew, oh, no!
0: Those no! men rained down fiery death upon Warmetal's army, as Malone and his people shot from the street. The invaders soon broke rank and fled the town in terror. Warmetal snapped his spyglass over his knee and flipped open a long case engraved with antlers and retrieved a polished, scoped hunting rifle. He leapt down into the engine compartment and shoved the
3: conductor out the side. You, sir, are relieved. Ha! Full steam ahead!
0: Cheers erupted in the town square as Porter knelt beside Grundle's now still body and gently closed her mouth. The rail workers swarmed the square and, adrift in this sea of celebration, Malone fought his way through the crowd to embrace his wife.
1: You've done it, husband.
0: I told you I'd never leave you.
1: I know. I think I always knew.
0: The War Metal Express smashed through a barrier upon the tracks. War Metal leveled his rifle on the engine portal and opened fire into a crowd of workers. Lou dove in front of Malone and was shot in back uh-huh. for
3: his trouble. Keep the whores, Malone. American progress will see this town crushed and returned to the ashes from whence it came. Socks fired at the train with mechanical precision as Malone cradled Lou in his arms. Finish this, white devil. Become the hero. Tallulah,
0: I...
1: And this husband. Lest this all be
3: for naught.
0: Malone raced to the Zephyr, which sat idle on a sidetrack. Accompanied by a porter and an interracial cadre of burly workmen, Socks knelt beside Looky Lou. Forgive me, I have never seen such beauty among the white devils. Socks pressed a finger across his lips.
1: <gasps> Lou.
0: Porter and a couple other workers shoveled coal aboard the Eastern Zephyr Limited fast as they could whilst the train closed in on the War Metal Express. Malone loaded his pistols, crossed two bandoliers across his chest, and slipped a bowie knife into his boot.
2: Stir your stumps, you layabouts. We got us a train to catch.
0: War Metal stuck his head out of the engine compartment to see the Zephyr
3: closing in. How is this possible? There's only been one railman who could ever catch the Express! You've been busy, Lamarge.
0: With mere feet separating the trains, Malone crawled out upon the cowcatcher.
2: Steady, boys! Steady! Just get me close!
0: Malone leapt onto the back of the War Metal Express and clambered up over to the roof, shooting men who climbed up to stop him. He leapt car to car until he approached the coal car. War Metal fired at him from the front of the train. Malone dove into the open-topped coal car as War Metal detached it from the engine.
3: So long, you black Irish bastard!
0: As the rest of the cars began to drift away, Malone rose and dove onto the engine. War Metal beat him down with the butt of his rifle.
3: Oh, oh take that, you Irish knee. Oh, oh, Right in, your leprechauns!
2: Why are you doing this? Why kill the town? These men are capable of great things.
3: They would have built your precious rail. The rail? Who gives a damn about the rail? Look around, Malone. Why would anyone need rail access to this wretched land? There is nothing here. Then why? What is the point of all this suffering? I am nothing if not insured, Mr. Malone. Do you know what kind of compensation I receive every time one of these Chinamen blows himself up out here? Welcome to post-slavery America, where a man can really make some money. You could have been part of my new world, but you threw it away. And for what? A bunch of laborers? And that race traitor daughter of mine?
2: You used your own children as recruiters for your sick empire. What kind of
3: father are you? A wealthy one, Mr. Malone. I have to hand it to you. You did disrupt my enterprise. At least momentarily. It would seem my time here in this territory is at an end. But there are always other cities. Other ventures. Perhaps communications. Despite my objections, it appears this telegraph fad is here to stay.
2: It is a shame, though! Okay, fine. What's a shame? It's just that, well, if you did pay your workers, there's
0: a better chance they would have actually built your bridge! Warmetal looked ahead to see the bridge over the ravine was unfinished. Those slant eyed
3: shirkers.
0: Malone pulled the clump of watches from his pocket and swung them above his head. He lassoed them around Warmetal's throat tying him to the throttle of a runaway train. Ormel's legs flailed about, knocking over several walls foggle boxes, scattering bearer bonds to the wind. With only seconds to spare, Malone leapt from the train and tumbled alongside the track. <laughs> the express plowed through a wooden barrier and plunged into the ravine. And landed at the bottom in a heap of twisted metal and fire. Malone set up beside the frayed end of the track, overlooking the wreckage below.
1: Oh, ha, 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 ha. Malone! Oh, come on!
3: You can't do anything right. Now
2: get me out of here! Didn't you hear War Metal? The trains were on
1: time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The rest of the Warmetal Express screamed past them alone. Warmetal looked up to see the black snake of train cars bearing the golden w of his empire as it all came crashing down. seconds later, a group of horses arrived. Tallulah hopped down from the back of Sox's horse and ran to Malone. Lou, bandages wrapped around his midsection, pulled up next to Sox and handed her a flower. Betsy hopped down off of her horse and approached Malone and Tallulah.
3: Nicely done, Malone. Oh, hello. (laughs) Uh, We haven't formally met. What, with all the gunplay and death? You run the hotel in town, right? Kind of. you, you know, we got our work cut out for us. We're building cremation. We could use a hand.
2: Well, it seems I do find myself unemployed at the moment. Unless, Tallulah?
3: No look at me. I just want to spend the rest of my life with you. My
2: love, I do believe we have all the time in the world.
0: Yes, sir. These old eyes have seen a lot they ain't ever seen the likes of the man we call Malone. Tallulah is still shaken up by the loss of her family, but it would appear she sees hope in her sister. Yeah. the one unfortunately named Socks, who by the way, won't stop a hollering about her upcoming nuptials with looking god dang Lou. <laughs> or as the people of cremation now call him, Mr. Mayor. The town will be rebuilt. There's talk of a well being dug, and Betsy's already apping on about building herself a hotel. A real honest-to-goodness hotel. And as they set out to rebuild their town from atop the ashes of the last one, there's even talk about changing the name. Phoenix, I think it was. I doubt it'll stick. As for Malone, well, I think the new sheriff will work out just fine. It's it, folks. Thanks for riding along on this here hero's journey. Sorry about all the cussing. But before you go, I'd like to introduce you to the classically trained actors who made it all happen. First up is Patrick Fair, who played St. Patrick Millennium Malone, Effigy Burns, Chance Hansen,
3: and the Swede.
0: Benjamin Kipling Ayers,
3: Atlantis War Metal, Pyro I and Dick Dick Marcy
0: Berg as
3: Tallulah War Medal Malone, heavens to Betsy.
0: Drew Berg as Prevontaine Lavage,
3: <laughs> brand War Medal. Honor old man, in
0: And introducing Russell Webster as
3: Looky Lou,
2: <laughs> Hesitance Delay. <laughs>
1: Sucks.
0: And of course, the ensemble. Yeah! With special thanks to Rebecca Smith for sharing her lovely voice on Grundle's ballad. We do hope you had a good time listening to our little tale. You know, I'm reminded of another story. Back in no, 1786. No, no, I think that's quite
2: enough. Uh, goodbye, bye, folks. You can have all the on the yes, the stuff in the margins. <laughs>